happy Father's Day right back to all the uh, the fathers out there. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. My day has been fantastic already. My son woke up, gave me a nice, big, huge hug, and, uh, and that made my morning. So it's the simple things in life, right? Yeah, the ocean looks uh, all right, right? I got, I got a line in the water. It's been really uh, boring as far as the fishing goes, which is uh, just fine by me, just sitting out here with a pole, a beer, music, the kids playing on the sand. It's all good. And then if I catch a fish, that's, uh, that's a bonus. It's uh, all about the crabs, especially when the waves are like this. Waves are pretty chill. This is the ocean, believe it or not. The crabs come a-nibbling. And they just nibble, nibble, nibble on your bait. You reel in, there's nothing left, or just a tiny little morsel of bait left. It's a pain in the ass, actually. Oh, Oily Bird, you're a great example of how people evolve in life. Most could learn from that. Thank you, Oily Bird. (laughs) I was more this guy than not. My dad always used to say, speaking of Father's Day, he's like, "Uh, Greg, I love your radio show. He really enjoyed the Opie and Anthony show a lot. Uh, He listened every day. Uh, He's been gone for 16 years, which is crazy. Uh, But he would sit me down and he he would go, why aren't you showing the other part of your personality? And I'm like, Dad, it's boring. It's too nice. They don't want that. They just want to see tits. Well, you couldn't even see the tits. They just want me to get girls naked on the radio. That's what they really want. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't wrong. And then after my dad died, I slowly but surely started, you know, bringing more of my personality into things. Slowly but surely. And now I'm all about it. And if people enjoy what I do, great. If not, that's okay, too. What's up, Jeff Fetter? How are you, buddy? What's up, Bill? Happy Father's Day. Right back at you. I don't even, I don't even know if you have kids, Bill. I've seen you for years online. But I'm going to throw it back at you either way. Happy Father's Day. Because, I mean, if you don't have kids... you. You know, this is a day you do think of your father, whether he's still with us or not. I remember the first Father's Day that I didn't have my dad. I went to the, uh, I went to the cemetery, uh, and there was a long line of cars all going to the cemetery on Father's Day, and I remember how creepy that was. I don't even know if why I went because my dad's essence, my dad's spirit. He's not in that ground. He's now all around me. Uh, and he didn't believe in that shit either. I don't think he ever really visited his, his father after his father passed. And I don't think he visited um, his mom when she passed somewhere around 2000, 2000, 2001, I think my grandma went. My grandma would be 110 if she was still alive. That's just crazy. I mean, it's not a distant memory to me that my grandma was alive and we're hanging out in Waiting River at her beach house with all my brothers and sisters and my uncles and my aunts and my cousins and my grandma cooking very greasy spaghetti, but it was delicious and making those uh, sugar butter sandwiches for all the cousins because, look, we didn't have a lot of money and we had a lot of, a lot of people to feed. And then we had the army cots. I don't know where she got these army cots from, but that's what we slept on. If you were lucky enough to stay at Grandma's house. Her house was only, 
Let me think. I'm trying to remember exactly. Maybe three, maybe four bedrooms. And one of those bedrooms was in the in the very damp, mosquito-filled basement. And uh, with the rickety stairs. God, I remember this stuff like it was yesterday. And if you were lucky to, to um, sleep in my grandma's house, you got a cot. No AC. Middle of the summer. And this was the Long Island Sound where you don't get much of a breeze. The air was just so thick. And you were so sunburned from just enjoying life on the beach with your cousins. So you had the sunburn. You were tired. There was no AC. There wasn't any real pillows. uh, And you would get an army cot that was so fucking itchy. But you know what? I wouldn't wouldn't change that at all, man. I I would love to go back in time and and relive all that. I was talking to my kids about... um, suntan lotion and the sun and like dad where was the worst place you got um sunburnt or sunburn and i said well it probably would be my eyelids and my armpits because there was downtime at my grandma's house and uh you would just lay out and chill out on the beach on your little uh towel i swear we didn't have suntan lotion back then but who knows i think my uh my mom was always trying to save money and probably didn't want to buy suntan lotion to to put on seven eight nine kids so it was probably her way of saving a few bucks and in turn we suffered with really really bad sunburn so you let you would lay out on the beach uh, up there in wading river and you'd put your hands behind your head and chill out and look at the clouds god all these visuals are coming back to me on this father's day and uh Man, you would wake up from maybe a tiny little nap and you're like, man, my eyelids hurt a little bit. Fast forward a couple hours, they're just sunburned and just hurt so much every time you blinked. And then your armpits, because you had your hands behind your head, oh my God. And uh, there were a lot of times after being at my grandma's beach house, we would take the long ride back to Centerport, Long Island in the car, just really tired. Uh, no showers after being in the water all day. Sand still in our hair. And uh, very, very sunburned. And, man, once again, I, I wouldn't change that at all, man. It was it was a hell of a way to grow up. Armpits sunburned? Yep. Stupid, I know. My dad, who's 70, said they used to use baby oil to protect against the sun. Ended up just speeding up the skin cancer process. I don't mean to laugh, but you're right. You're right. I think the only uh, thing we had growing up was zinc oxide or whatever. That shit that made your nose really, really white. But you couldn't put that whole, you couldn't put that all over your body. Baby oil and iodine. Oh my God, we got some old timers here. Yes, absolutely. Yep, oily bird again. I grew up when the treatment for sunburns was vinegar, paper towels on your burns. Ouch! My dad would do that. Our sunburns would be so bad. And then he would kind of, um, yeah, pretty much take a paper towel or just pour the vinegar all over us and, and uh, rub it in. So then you went to bed and the sunburn still hurt. And now you smelled like vinegar. And the house I lived in, Centerport, we didn't have AC either. That's why I think to this day I don't like AC. We had uh, two fans and uh, kind of like this podcast. And um, we had to share the fans. My mom and dad got a fan every night, blowing some luke, lukewarm, slightly cold air on them all night in the middle of uh, July and August. Our house didn't get a lot of uh, 
a lot of air moving through it at all. And then the other fan, um, we got to share. We had five or six bedrooms, so you got the fan maybe once once a week to try to cool you off in the middle of uh, the summer. But I remember laying in that bed with sunburn, smelling like vinegar, hot as fuck. My sheets would be soaked in the morning from just sweating all night. That I wouldn't want to do anymore. <laughs> that one I wouldn't want to do. Uh, yeah, right on, J. Hill Steelers. Loving the podcast. I hope I listen while walking my dog. Right on. Thank you, sir. What's up, Cosmic Lou? How are you, brother? Uh, you were no AC kid, Oily Bird. I think uh, Oily Bird and me are doing this little uh, podcast right now. I'm, uh, I'm a no AC kid. Got to have it as an adult. Hot air now makes me bar. Fuck that. I hate AC to this day. And my wife, because her her father's in the in the biz... Um, let's just put it this way. We have the ultimate AC and it's always freezing in my, uh, my houses and it's a constant struggle. I'll walk in the house, turn off the AC. As soon as I walk out of the house, she turns it back on on full blast. (laughs) It's a constant struggle, but she loves, uh, she loves the AC and I, I would rather have the fresh air as much as possible. Uh, the fishing sucks. I guess you're just tuning in. That's why I threw on the Instagram Live. The fishing is not that good right now. Um, a lot of crabs are just nibbling away at my bait. I've had a real shitty fishing season, and the damn sea robins are about to hit. Uh, and that's where I start shutting down the surf casting. I, I don't fish as much because you could sit on this beach and in one weekend catch at least 100 sea robins. Uh, they're called bait stealers. You can't even keep your your line in the in the water and when you first start surf casting or fishing it's pretty exciting because you're catching a lot of fish but after a while it's a massive annoyance i hate it oh i know you're not a new boily bird i know you're sarah from buffalo trust me i know that i know all the people that support me and that have been there with me uh with the ups and downs and all around uh i know you guys very very well and i i appreciate and uh respect you guys so uh, right on. Uh, I'll just call you Kev. Happy Father's Day. Uh, my brother from the Jersey Shore. Nice. Hope you're keeping safe down there in the Jersey Shore as people have said, fuck it. And have just decided, you know what, let's just live our lives and hope that we don't get the coronavirus. Um, you know, because it's not killing a lot of people. Yeah, but oh, most of the people that are dying from the coronavirus are really fucking old. Oh, so I guess you don't care about old people in your life? <laughs> There's plenty of young young people dying of it that it, it has uh, absolutely continued to frighten me. So I'm, uh, I'm still a mask wearer. I think we all should be mask wearers. But no, you know, it's become political. So if you wear a mask, you're a libtard. And now people will aggressively start shouting at you and pointing at you like, you know, take the mask off. Oh, God. I just follow the uh, the doctors and the scientists. I'd rather follow the doctors and scientists when it comes to the coronavirus. And I'd rather uh, follow the scientists when it comes to global warming. Call me stupid. Others would rather listen to politicians. All right, we're getting political. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not today. Uh, yeah, Sarah, there you go. I know three dead and one survivor. I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, of course. Uh, People are upset here in California about mandatory mask wearing. I don't get why they are mad. Well, it's frustrating. I'm not going to lie to you. When I go out in public, 
uh, and you go to the supermarket and get your errands done now that it's summer and it's really hot and you got that mask on, it's a real pain in the ass. It's hard to breathe. It sucks. But I feel like that's uh, helping my chances of not getting this damn thing. What are the plans today for Father's Day? Uh, Well, the goal is that my entire family is going to catch a fish. That's all it's about right there. We're just going to live in the moment, enjoy the day. Uh, We're going to have that rod in the water most of the day. and, And our goal is that every member of my family catches a fish today. So we'll see if that's possible. I'll let you know. Don't need mask on beach, social distancing. Well, I don't see a lot of people, but they'll walk right by you. They don't give a fuck. But I agree with you. When I know there's not a lot of people around me, I, I'm not worried about wearing a mask. 100% right. And, and and wherever you live, if that's the case, I get that. But if you're going to be interacting with people and walking around, I, I really believe that the mask is very, very important. And that doesn't mean I'm a Democrat. Oh, my God. You, you throw some of these opinions out and people just call you a snowflake or a libtard right off the bat. I've tried to explain to people... I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, I'm probably more of a Libertarian. I'll tell you what I believe in. I believe a a woman should be able to choose what she should do with her goddamn body. Alright, so that's one point for uh, the left, right? But I also don't believe in the cancer culture. Uh Uh-oh, there's a point for the right now. (laughs) I also believe that I pay way too many taxes. Uh Uh-oh, another point for the right. I also believe, and this will piss off a lot of people, that we have a major gun problem in America. But, hold on, hold your horses. But I also believe it's too late to even try to um, uh, do anything about that. I uh, I think the chance of figuring out the gun issue in America passed us by a long, long time ago. So there you go. That's a bit confusing now, isn't it? For all the people that want to call me a libtard. I just don't, uh, I don't believe in our politicians in general. I believe in the good old U.S. of A. And I got a gun, Lone King. There you go. Buy more guns. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to buy so many fucking guns that we're all going to become gun hoarders. Fast forward in this country 100 years, we're going to have so many guns, you're going to be tripping over them all over the place. You're not even going to be able to leave your house without tripping over a stupid gun. I don't really believe right now. I believe in our country. I believe uh, we'll figure it out. I don't believe in the Trumpster. I don't believe that Joe Biden is the solution. I think the Democrats blew it because uh, Trump has been so polarizing in the last four years, you would think that the Democrats would have figured out a, a candidate. And they all they could come up with was Joe Biden. That's embarrassing. Sorry about that. It's about Father's Day. <laughs> I miss my dad. I smile and laugh when I think of my dad these days. I hate the fact that he never met my wife or never uh, met my kids. But I keep his memory alive as much as I can. I tell stories. And what I love about it, if I, um, every once in a while I'll, I'll be saying something or doing something, and my wife, who never met my dad, uh, I met my wife only a few months after my dad died, which is very, very strange. Um, some people think that, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, 
there, it was, uh, sorry, I'm distracted by uh, my neighbor and their German Shepherd. I hate German Shepherds. Oh my God, I'm so distracted. I am triggered. I am so triggered by German Shepherds. And uh, my neighbor goes, yeah, we just got a German Shepherd. I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, the German Shepherd seems nice. But I was a kid. I had a paper route. I was on my dumb bike. I was near the Centerport uh, stores for uh, for the people on Long Island to go local. I was coming around the bend uh, right before the Centerport stores. It was part of my paper route. And this German Shepherd took off from uh, its yard, chased me. I panicked. Started riding my stupid bike as fast as I could. Thing jumped up and nipped me. And I've never been the same when it comes to... Um, German Shepherds. All right, what was I saying? Something about my dad. I don't even know what I was saying. All right, the German Shepherd's gone. Oh, what a fucking wuss. I want to say pussy, but that gets people mad. But I think women call each other pussies, right? I don't know what words you're allowed to use these days. I have no idea. Oh, there you go. Uh, Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Sarah goes, oh, come on. Your dad sent Mrs. Opie to you. For sure that shit is real. I like to think that, uh, Sarah. That's what kind of what I was getting at. Thank you for getting me on track. Um, my mother-in-law truly believes it. I think my guard was down uh, so much that it allowed something nice to come into my life. If anyone understands spirituality, uh, the good things happen to you in life when you're not wanting it so bad. Where you just surrender and allow things to happen naturally. And I think my guard was down. I wasn't looking for anything. I was mourning the death of my dad. And I think that allowed the space for something really special to come into my life. I remember when I, um, when uh, near the end of my dad's life, I, I had a, um, I was in a shitty situation. I was not really with my ex anymore. It was kind of that uh, in-between zone. And... Um, I had no job. I was getting a bit older. This was when I got fired for the sex with Sam. I didn't own a house. I didn't have any kids. I had nothing, really, you know? And uh, I called up my dad. He, he called me to wish me a very happy birthday. I think this was the last birthday uh, I had when he was still alive. And, oh, my God, I'm going to admit something here, but fuck it. I broke down and cried because I knew my life just fucking sucked. It was nowhere, man. I was a big radio guy, but that didn't really fulfill me at all. Um, I, 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 I'm happy with what I accomplished and all that, but I knew there was more to life than just that. Uh, I was hoping to be married at that point, have a couple kids, have a nice house, a dream house, all that. And I had none of it, even though, even though the career was unbelievable and I was making, um, look, I was making millions of dollars and I'm not here to go oh let's all cry and feel sorry for you no i i get it um and i broke down my dad quickly got in his car this is the type of guy he was just a just an amazing fucking guy i got a little of my dad in but man i wish i had more of my dad in me and uh he came over he grabbed me out of the house he knew i was in a bad place we drove for hours and i i pretty much broke down like my life is nowhere I was following this dumb radio dream, and I realized it wasn't fulfilling at all. Uh, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't have a house. And my dad just gave me a pep talk. He's like, the best is uh, still to come. And I, I wanted to believe him at the time, but I was I was in the middle of a bit of a breakdown. Um, but I listened to every single word he said. 
And sure enough, man, that motherfucker was right. He died less than a year later, or a little over a year later. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, something like that. And um, and then, God damn it, man, he dies a few months later. I go down to Philly to start promoting the XM gig. Um, and it was just terrible. I, I didn't even really want to be there, but I didn't want to be home and just uh, depressed about my dad uh, being dead. And next thing you know, my fucking wife appears. My fucking wife. My wife. Like, what? And he was right. Because I was like, I'll never have kids. I'm older now. And obviously, I'm not even in a relationship. And god damn, man. Fast forward. I got two kids. I've been with my my wife uh, 16 years. Married for almost 12. That motherfucker was right. He was a very, very spiritual guy, my dad. Very spiritual. And as I go down this path of spirituality lately, I just finished uh, Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth. I realize as I, I uh, study some of this stuff, this was a lot of the stuff my dad believed in and was talking to me about. He was not a fan of the organized religion whatsoever. And uh, I'm like, man, we had more in common than I realized. Damn. Uh, thank you, Salty Veteran uh, Podcast. He, he writes, uh, shoot, dang, good dad story. Thank you. I do miss my dad, though, man. He would have he loved my wife. He would have loved my kids. My mom, on, on the other hand, just doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't even give a fuck. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck about her grandkids. She doesn't really give a fuck that uh, I'm married. It's just hilarious. It's just hilarious, the difference between my two, uh, my, my two parents. Uh, I don't really have a contact with my mom. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes, you know, I, I kind of think the wrong person died. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like being brutally honest. We don't really even think about my mom, sadly. I had, a, I had to put up some boundaries. I had to put up a, a Trump wall. It's so weird to have such different people in your life. But honestly... I got my storytelling uh, from my mom, I believe. I got a, I got more of my personality from my mom. I'll say something nice about my mom. When she didn't have this dark cloud over her, just being pulled down by negativity and bullshit and toxicity and her ego out of control, she was a damn, damn good person, a damn good writer, a great storyteller. When she was out of that house, which I think triggered her, with the six, seven, eight, nine kids. She would hold court at the supermarket or wherever we went. And people fell in love with her. That's the God's honest truth. She made friends very, very easily. But unfortunately, I think as she got older and, and maybe uh, weaker in the mind, uh, her issues definitely got a hold of her. But she was, uh, she was a good mom, man. I don't fault her for anything anymore. She tried her best with what she had. She had to feed six, seven, eight, nine kids. She had a hot meal on the table every single day. She gave a shit about us. She uh, did our laundry every day. She made sure we got to and fro our friends' houses. She spent half her day picking up kids. She was really worried about money and had some uh, major issues. Because my dad was like, ah, I just need a shack near the river. You know that Chris Farley uh, bit? My, my dad really believed in that shit before Chris Farley. He's like, you know, I just need a shack near water. He loved water. 
whether it's a river, a lake, a pond, or the ocean, that's all I need. And I remember, I remember being a kid going, but, but, but you got six, seven, eight, nine kids. <laughs> you got to worry a little more than about uh, things than that. <laughs> Spirituality is uh, belief without guilt. Ooh, I like that. I like that, man. I mean, whatever you believe in, I'm not here to tell you that uh, you're doing it wrong whatsoever. I just got really frustrated by uh, organized religion, and I started uh, really start started studying uh, spirituality. My dad would talk about stuff. Um, he was very frustrated by organized religion and really studied uh, ancient religions and studied the stuff that was left out of the Bible and left out of the Catholic Church or taken out of the religion. And he was really frustrated by all that, and he went down a spirituality path. Path, excuse me, and. Um, what I have found is that spirituality is very, very close to religion. It's uh, religion without all the bullshit. And I, I don't want to preach. It, it, it works for me. That's all I'm saying. It works for me. We started putting a whole bunch of labels around very basic uh, things in life. And uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if it, 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 it didn't serve my purpose. I'll just talk for myself. Because I know religion uh, helps a lot of people out there. Um, so, what, I mean, whatever it takes, you know. Oh, Sarah. Yeah, me and Sarah. I, I know you, Sarah, because we've talked over the years. A psychic medium told me not talking to my mom broke a cycle of mental illness that's been on her side of the family for centuries. This was before Facebook. Unreal. I kind of believe in that, man. You got to break the cycle. Unfortunately, it got to a point that there was uh, way more bad, evil, negativity uh, surrounding my mom as far as her being in my life than good. And I knew that wasn't a, a good thing to have moving forward. So, you know, you got to kind of make some tough decisions. And I know a lot of you have made those tough decisions when it comes to people very, very close to you, whether it's a father, a mother, a friend, or what have you. So... Preach it, brah. All right, Lone King 74. I just wanted to turn this on for uh, Father's Day. I'm thinking of my, about my dad, and it makes me happy, actually. You're glad you caught this one? Thank you, brother. Uh, Sarah again. It's, it's Opie and Sarah in the morning. Pew, pew, pew. Totally spirituality is religion without guilt. No BS, no structure, no rules, and no burning in hell if you want to make up your own rules. Oh, Honestly, it's really, really simple. And, and at first, it's really hard to do. The only moment that matters is right now. The power of now. The past don't mean shit. The future don't mean shit. There's no guarantee uh, we got a future. What matters right now, to me, is talking to you guys and looking at that pole and hoping it bends all the way over. That's all that matters. And it's really as simple as that. Two, two books that changed my life, uh, both by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, and uh, The New Earth, which I just finished. And I'm going to go through The New Earth again. Um, some of it right over my head. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm going to uh, go through it again and absorb a little more of it. I miss you. Thanks, M.M. Tip. I always look for you. Thank you. I, I like that. You miss your hippie dad, Lone King 74? Yeah. 
just think about something cool and just uh, get a smile on your face when you think of uh, think of your dad today. I'll tell you one more story. So my dad, I was I was really good at basketball growing up. Um, I really believed I was going to be in the NBA, but I didn't uh, I didn't have the height. But I did all of it. I was a gym rat. I went to all the basketball camps, and uh, my dad set me down that road. Um, I think I picked up basketball because being one of six, seven, eight, nine kids. Uh, you're fighting for attention from your parents. And I knew my dad was really, really into basketball. So around seven, eight years old, I picked up a basketball. I remember coming home excited that uh, there was some kind of program at uh, the grammar school, and my dad was really happy. Um, That was the reason I picked up a basketball, to maybe be closer to him. And uh, it just became um, something I just loved my entire life. And my dad uh, downplayed how good he was, but he came from a time where he uh, was a standout in college. It was actually Fordham Prep. Things were a little different back then, but his press clippings, when we found him in the attic, I had no idea the extent. He had articles after articles about how great he was at basketball. This was way back in the, um, I want to say the uh, mid-50s, I guess. And um, I've told this story, but he had a tryout with the Knicks. Way back when basketball was still doing the the set shot and all that, but um, my dad could dribble the lights out of a ball, and he had a tryout with the Knicks. But his first wife was dying. He uh, married his high school sweetheart. He had two kids die uh, soon after being born, and then he ends up losing his uh, his first wife, his high school sweetheart. It's the only reason I'm here, kids. All that tragedy brought me and my brothers and uh, sisters, which is just insane. Um, anyway, he had a tryout with the Knicks, but his first wife was dying, and he chose being with her over chasing some kind of um, basketball dream. And then, I don't know, I never really asked him, but he never got the chance again. I think because maybe he fell into a bit of depression or whatnot, but um, he let basketball go after losing his first wife. Um but anyway, uh, my dad. So we were really good at basketball, and we had a we had a hoop in the um, in the front of the house on the driveway, and uh, we would play basketball all the fucking time. And my dad would come out with dress shoes, slacks, collared shirt, and we are dressed like Larry Bird out there. We think we're hot shit and we think we really uh are good at basketball and my dad would be like hey you know let's uh let's play you know and we would throw him the ball and and he would start by doing a hook shot from 30 40 feet out swish more times than not and long story short in his dress shoes he never owned a pair of sneakers my entire life which i always found weird because he became a basketball coach and he and he ran a basketball league but he, he did all of it with his dress shoes and he would pick he would do pickup games left and right, and he'd be better than anyone, and, uh, and we're all on, you know, uh, we're all on varsity teams, and pickup teams, and we're all really good at this point, we're teenagers, 16, 17 years old, my dad would come out of the house with the dress shoes, and the dress slacks, or the slacks, whatever, he didn't own jeans either, which was strange, he just missed the Beatles, I think that's why, he was a Frank Sinatra guy, so he just missed out. I think, I think if you miss out on the Beatles, you don't you don't grow your hair long, you don't get sneakers, you don't get jeans <laughs> for whatever reason. And uh, he would just kick our asses, is what I was trying to get at, just destroy us. And we and then he would go back in the house like that was fun, fellas. You know, 
all in good fun, and we were looking at each other like, God damn, man. And he was already like 40-something, just kicking our asses. <sighs> That's another story from my dad. I miss you, Pops. I miss you a lot. Boo 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 bo